Hey, welcome to House Mugen episode 6. I titled this one Like an Onion. The reason that I titled it Like an Onion was because of something profound that I've kind of known for a while now, and I wanted to use uh, this platform to say it. The reason why I titled it Like an Onion is because people, I, I, was, a, I was an Alan Watts fan for a, a while when I first really got into the whole self-improvement craze that kind of, for me, it started on YouTube and and watching things on YouTube when I was going through a lot of depression and anxiety and I was trying to find ways to where I could handle it myself because self-medication wasn't working. Uh, I was smoking a crap ton of weed and it was getting me nowhere. But the interesting thing was is that while I was smoking weed, I was a lot more prone to absorbing information, even information that... uh, that would contradict my, you know, my base assumptions or, you know, my, um, my root beliefs. Like I actually started to welcome those types of points of view almost to the point where it became an addiction in that of itself of trying to get my mind wrapped around new ideas and philosophies and, and, and stuff like that. But the uh the topic of the ego always stuck out to me and it's the reason why i'm so big on context especially in the reasons why people do the things that they do in fact i've always been the kind of person that i am i am very distrustful of people right off because you really just don't know the motivations for why people do the things that they do. Even, you know, in famous people and stuff like that, it, it's just, it's very important to me, I, you know, to understand the context. It just is. I find it hard to trust people in their motivations, you know, for doing things because context matters to me so much. It just does. So, um, I... I added, you know, I'm going to add two things in the in the description. One is uh, as a, a meaning wave song that really just sums up what I'm talking about and or at least the context, you know, the the substrate of what I'm talking about. And uh it's called Food Sex Power. It's uh done by Akira Dadan and it's basically just a, a you know, a clip from one of Alan Watts' lectures broken down into a song. And uh, it's really just the highlight of the part. And then there's a there's a a more extensive YouTube video that I, I uh, linked in the description that has more of that conversation or that part of the conversation. It doesn't have the whole lecture. It's about like 11 minutes, but it has like the real the real gritty context of what he was he was saying about in the, in the song. And so. I want to start with the ego. You could pretty much break up your the inner workings of your mind into three quadrants or, or, or three groups. You would even say three three voices. And and you have to understand these 
The idea of the ego and the higher self and the lower self that I'm going to get into, these are, these are, 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 they come from multiple religions or, or I would say multiple belief systems and they're compacted together to form kind of like a, a I don't know, like a psychoanalysis of the mind. And I'm going to lay these out in the best definitions that I could find, but uh, you'll be able to get it because it's, it's just, it's, it's kind of common sense stuff when you really, when you really sit down and, and, and hammer it out. But that's not what I want to get into because, I mean, there's probably a lot of people, there's some of you that are very self-aware. And so some of this that I'm, that I'm talking about, you know, as far as the definitions go or, you know, the, the ego, the higher self and, and the lower self, you'll, you'll already understand that. But what my focal point of this, this, this talk is going to be about how it affects people's lives in a way that people don't genuinely think about, if at all. So, so let's start with the ego. The ego is your operating personality. It's the part of you that interacts with the world, uh, that plans and then judges itself and life depending on if external or internal expectations were met or not. So let's just, just remember that for a second. It's the operating personality. That's what your ego is. It's, it's the, it's the, like Alan Watts would, would word, uh, it's that little bitty scoundrel inside of you that's always out for me. It's the you that always has the one up people in conversations. It's the you that displays, you know, um, jealousy when you see someone else winning and you're not, uh, it's, it's basically the, the operating, you would even, you could even call it the mask, you know, that, that people wear on a day-to-day basis. It's, it's the, what you wish to be, you know, who you dream to be, who you think you are. And then you have the higher self and, uh, that's the soul and your higher self are connected. Okay. So the, the soul and your higher self, they're, they're connected. I'm going to explain how and why. The higher self is the part of your personality that translates soul qualities into useful personality abilities. It is wise. It is is the wisest part of you. Now, the thing about the higher self is that to really understand the higher self as opposed to the other parts of your subconscious or the parts of your mind, uh, the the higher self is basically the difference between the watcher and what is watched as far as the mind goes you you could even call the higher self the watcher it's the you that has literally been sitting there watching you through your life experiences and knows and has already seen all the stuff that you've seen, and it and it has a, a catalog of all that information, all of your experiences, all summed up. 
you know the 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 higher self the the higher self is built over many lifetimes of doing the work of awakening, and so if you were to, were to think of think of the awakening part of that, you could uh, to make it easier to understand, it would be more along the lines of self awareness, and there's different levels of self awareness. I, I I assure you. Uh, self-awareness like uh, I mean you know people that don't have self-awareness at all you know people who continue awkward conversations when everyone else's body language around them is like damn near screaming for them to just shut up and walk away and yet they continue you know to to they, they continue to speak they continue to make an ass of themselves they continue to you know to talk to you even though all of your body language is saying, I don't want this person to talk to me, would you please stop talking to me? You know, and you're being polite, not saying anything. That's zero self-awareness at all. And I mean, we see lots of that. That's the person that's completely unabashed about, you know, um, just doing outlandish things despite how they would make them look. You know, there's extreme levels of that to the to the you know the minor league annoying levels of that, where you know it's like like within like children and the little things that children do without it really caring about anybody else. <clears throat> you know, the the higher self, the higher self is it's the you that is associated with self awareness, but the higher self, uh, the higher self is also. You would even say is is the in the in a religious sense is the closest thing to God that you have inside of you. It's it it, it knows the right and wrong before you even say it. You would you would even say that uh, it's uh, akin to your conscience, is your is your higher self. Now, <clears throat> the interesting thing about the conscience, and we'll get to the to the differences between the lower self because when you get to the lower self, it gets a little dicey. But with the lower, because the lower self is tricky. But the the lower self and the conscience is like uh, they have like a, a a base code of ethics. So like when you're dealing with things that have to do with the conscience, this is like how you can tell the difference between which is speaking to you in any given moment. And I guarantee you, you can call bullshit all you want to, but believe me, your subconscious, uh, your higher self, uh, and, and your conscience. And your lower self and your ego speak to you on a regular damn basis. And they have a code of ethics that they speak to you through. And with the higher self, you're, you're especially things having to do with, uh, with uh, intuition. <clears throat> intuition is within the realm of the higher self. You know, and then you have... You have the lower self and, and how it operates. And, and I guess I'll just skip ahead for a second and, and, and highlight that. But with the lower self, it's always fear-based. And, and I'll explain why in a minute. But with the, with the, the, the conscience and the higher self, is usually love-based demands or, 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 or you know, affirmations. So like with the higher self, <clears throat> you know, there's a piece of trash sitting on the floor and if you're a person that is uh, is very self-conscious and self-aware 
of your and then like i said there's different levels to awareness here's just a perfect example let's just say you're aware enough within yourself that you believe that it is your personal responsibility to take care of the 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 town city state country you know it goes even letters planet on which you live and so when you see a piece of trash on the floor as you know in an association with your higher self you get a little irked about it you might even hear you know, uh, 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 audible repetition in your mind say, you know, I should put that in the trash. I should pick that up. You know, some people will, will openly admit to saying that. There's even some people that don't have an inner dialogue at all. You know, they have operating functions, which there's, there's a term for that, but, I, but that's not really what we're talking about, so I'm not going to get into that. But, but it is such a thing of people not having an internal dialogue. I might add the definition to it. So, you know, for anyone who doesn't know what that is, you know, I'll, I'll add the definition to, to that, you know, in the description. But um, <clears throat> there's that. So let me just get back to, to the core of it. Now we're going to talk about the lower self. The lower self is your defense mechanism. And I need you to remember that I said that, especially when, it, when I get to talking about how the ego and the lower self can gang up on you in relationships. And it's probably the reason why a lot of people are single right now is because they've been allowing their lower self and their ego to basically screw their lives up. And that happens in so many different ways that you, oh, if you, if you really understood the depth of just that in that of itself, of how, of how pervasive, of how, of, of how twisted you can get with just indulging in your ego and your lower self. Because remember, the lower self is fear-based. It's going to tell you to do things that are fear-based. It's the one that's going to, going to demand that you play it safe, you know, uh, and, uh, even to your own detriment. So let's just remember that, you know. So the lower self is your defense mechanism. It is the part of you that carries fear, anger, and pain-based reactions to life as a means of protecting you from more pain. Okay. Um, then we have, like, uh, let's see. The lower self fears often masquerade as intuition. One of the simplest ways to differentiate the lower self voice from the intuition is the foundational code. Is it fear-based or love-based? Okay, so if you're understanding that, you know, from, from, from that point of view, you, you, need to, you, need to, you need to hold on to that part of this. So let's let's get into to what I really wanted to talk about. How the how the ego associates with pretty much every part of you. See, I'll just start with relationships. There's there's parts of relationships and how they function. Like whenever I hear people talking about about relationships, you know, in, in videos or even these, these motivational speakers or how they, they talk about, you know, what you need to give the other person and, and the things that you need to do yourself for the other person and, and stuff like that. You know, rarely, rarely if at all, will you hear anyone say what the, the individual needs to do in walking into a relationship or even with friendships or, or with business or work or anything. See, the thing about the ego is that <clears throat> it's very, very hard to unmask because it likes to masquerade as the higher self. It likes to use 
the the lower self in tandem with it to to you know further its motivations because remember the ego a part of you is always out for me always it's the like i like i made in a, in a in some previous videos you know about the game never changing the ego is the one to make sure that the game never changes so just like the the little kid hunting the candy bar just like whatever it was that you were obsessed with as a as an infant and as a child you know getting that binky getting that getting that good good getting that goody the sweet the the high prize of whatever it is it just morphs into other things that's the reason why you could be indulging the ego just in your obsession with going to church I'll give you an example there's a very big difference between going to church because you want to let's just say get something from god which if you really think about it in the understanding of the higher self you understand that that's the same pursuit really is going to church and gaining something from god is pretty much damn near the same pursuit when you're looking at understanding the higher self understanding your soul understanding what you really need versus what you think you you need which is really just wants the ego will love to get you to conflate the two like it, 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 will, it will try its best to get you to believe that your wants and your desires are paramount and with everything that's going on in, in uh in society right now you, you see that is kind of like a mantra that that do as thou wilt thou that uh if he's if he's not if he's not giving you everything that you want you know it's it, you know throw him to the wayside you see that with with how we treat each other in society with you know if you're not here then you aren't doing anything at all if you're not over here with us doing what we're doing then you might as well throw yourself in the trash you know the ego ego based uh interactions damn near everywhere you go there's a reason for this there's a reason for this because the thing about the ego is that we have we've created a society for ourselves that indulges the ego on a regular basis so even society-wise, we treat the ego as king. In fact, even in, in how we, we, you know, we follow celebrity, we, we view elites and, and, and stuff like that, it's all rooted in ego. So how does this affect like, relationships? Well, I, mean, I can give you some pretty easy examples. For one, like you know, when you're in a relationship, and you're not focused on respecting the individual, right? So that's how you can have a relationship where, you know, there's, there's the constant nagging, it's like constant nagging, constant degrading of another person. And there's always one in those types of dynamics where one person is very, very self-aware and the other person is, is, is ego-driven. And then, you know, and eager driven is also, you know, within tandem usually has to go with lower self driven, which is, you know, fear based, pain based, you know, avoiding pain. That's the reason why when you get into an argument with someone in a relationship, 
and their first reaction is to get defensive, even if it's something simple. Let's just say, for instance, you know, um, I, I don't, I don't like it. Let, let's just say you were in a relationship and you tell the person, you know, um, I don't like it when you come straight home and you sit down and do nothing. Now, let's just say for shits and giggles that this person has been at work all day and been doing all kinds of other stuff all day. They're emotionally tired. They're mentally tired. Self-awareness dictates higher self, dictates loving action, conscious, you know, the, the one's conscience uh, would dictate or would, would say to you, now, hey, I need to give this person, just give a person a minute. Just give them a minute to, to sit down, collect themselves, relax for a minute because they've been out there in the world and they've been dealing with stuff. You know, the ego or pain base would say, you know, me, 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 now, now, now. Um, I don't care what you did today. It's, it, it's not as important as me. That's ego. That's lower self to avoid pain, to avoid discomfort. Let's just say, you know, the person that's, that's dabbling in the ego, uh, they, they've been anxiety driven uh, or, or depression driven. And the ego is one of those things where it can turn even a relationship with someone else into a main source of nourishment for the ego. This is how you get people who are completely attached to their partner to the extent that if their partner is not around and they're not indulging in them, then they almost don't know what the hell to do. They're, they're sitting there, they're, they're, they're freaking out there or not even, not even freaking out. Cause in many cases, this person is completely calm sitting there waiting. It's just not when, when the person does not respond or isn't, you know, uh, get in touch with them right away or doesn't behave. It doesn't even have to do, do with anything with, with how the person reacts, but just, uh, you know, reacts with them in the moment, but even just in how the person behaves towards them can be a source of contention almost immediately. You're not doing what I want. You're not behaving the way that I need you to behave right now. These are things that are ego-based. They do not care about the other person. And yes, there are such things as toxic behaviors. There are such things as, uh, you know, and they're, they're, there's real, you know, the abusive relationships it happens all the time. But what has happened is we have allowed, we have allowed the ego to dictate to all of us what is toxic behavior as opposed to what is actual toxic behavior. I would argue that when you're constantly degrading someone's behavior, let's just say you got into a relationship with someone, you knew that this person was a slob when you got with them. I'm not, not projecting. If anyone thinks that I'm projecting or I'm, or I'm you know, saying something to me, I'm, I'm actually not a slob. I'm a very, very clean, or, orderly person. But I would say, you know, let's just say that you got with someone that was you know, a slob. They were a slob when you met them. And now, let's just say every day, you know, it started out probably innocent at first. No one just goes whole hog when it comes to, you know, you know, talking crap about someone's, you know, behaviors. But let's just say that it started out real innocent. You know, you know, like, honey, I would really like you or guy, you know, I'd really like you to, you know, put your laundry away, you know, when you get done washing it. Then it becomes a, a daily thing of constantly nitpicking about this. Now, let's just say that the person actually does it. They, they listen to what you say and they, 
they jump in there and they 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 they, they manage their 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 areas a little bit better. Let's just say you continue to find things to nitpick about relationships like those do not last. They never last because it's just going to be one more thing. Another thing uh, to another thing to another thing. See, the relationships that do work are relationships where there's, uh, there's reciprocal exchanges that both parties have agreed to and they have structured them to work across time. If you get what I'm saying. So I'll give you a perfect example. You know, um, I know a couple that they, they dislike doing the dishes, but they both love to cook. So what they decided to do is that on nights where the person cooks, you know, one of them they clean as they go and they make sure that they clean as they go, you know, like when they're cooking. And then whatever's left over, they work together to knock that out uh, as they go. And, and since they're both really, really good at cooking, it's very, very simple for them to do to clean as they go as they cook. That way, when it comes down to the tail end of the dishes, and this was something that immediately at first they argued because one would cook and make a whole bunch of mess, and then the other one would feel obligated to do the all of the dishes at the end of the night by themselves while the other person went and go did whatever because they, that was how that person was brought up, was that you know the person who cooked didn't have to clean. You know, and... The other party felt that that was unfair and wanted to have help, you know, with doing the dishes, you know, either way, whether the person cooked or not. And they both decided to agree on it for the sake of the relationship. See, we see it uh, in a a lot of areas, not even just in in relationships. But if my if my wants and desires, not necessarily my needs, not in most cases, not even your needs. Because when you, when you let the ego take control, your needs and your wants become like the positions on them get switched very, very easily to where a want can become an absolute need in, the, in your subconscious very, very quickly if you let the lower self and the ego have their way. And the higher self will speak against it. That's the you that says, you know what? I really shouldn't spend this money right now. You know, I really shouldn't spend this money right now because the family, you know, my kids need this and my husband needs this and the family needs these things and these bills need to get met and the car needs to get fixed. These are all things that are important. Day-to-day stuff that needs to get put ahead of you. You know, but them shoes look so damn good, says the lower self, says the the ego. And because if we don't buy it, it's it's really going to suck. And the sale's only going to be until Friday. And, you know, I would really, really like to have those shoes. And I need a pair of shoes anyway. You see how the the ego starts to identify with the higher self? I mean, because I need a pair of shoes. I only have, like, two pairs of working shoes. I only have this pair, you know, and then there's that, you know, I, I need another pair for work. Like I have to have another pair for work. You know, the, the other ones are starting to go out. I mean, yeah, I could probably wear them for a couple more weeks. <coughs> we do this all the time. We do this with all kinds of things <coughs> where we let the, the ego and the lower self just kind of jump in and, and railroad, you know, uh, and, and the railroad, you know, off-road the whole damn trip, you know, and then, we end up not staying on task with a lot of stuff 
and and you see that even with uh with drug addicts you know i i i shouldn't see when when addiction and ego combine that's that's like <laughs> that's like three voices against you you know instead of just the two with the ego and the lower self now you've got now you've got three against you know three against one because <laughs> you have the addiction telling you hey man you need to you need to you need to take another bump you need some more weed you need some more alcohol like bad we're we're, we're our tanks on e and <laughs> the the higher self doesn't even have a damn chance and that's where you see people that are so addicted to drugs that self awareness is out the window they don't give a damn if they're losing teeth they don't give a damn if you know how their how their health deteriorates because the means of death are so damn sweet that they got to get it they don't care how they get it and they'll justify it and that's when you start to see people you know when when you're letting the ego and the and the and the, the higher self and a and trauma <clears throat> mental trauma you know, uh, uh, get to you, or, or anxiety, and depression, and uh, you know, addiction. You know, even even things like the scary and like you know, suicidal thoughts or or masochistic thoughts or any of that stuff. You know, coupled with uh, with the ego and the lower self. Oh, buddy, you are you are dealing with a cocktail of disaster because your ego is going to mix with those guys and convince you that what you're doing that the ends justify the means no matter what it is and this can reach to scary heights when you're talking about levels to 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 some shit like an onion uh it can get to some scary heights when you let the ego you know couple with any one of these these uh these pathologies and, and just run amok you know fear-based action you know it's, it's it's dangerous, very very dangerous. And the thing about it is, is that the intentions are always, the intentions behind these things are always, you know, the, the, you know it might be good, there might be some good in them, you know, like, you know, what what's wrong with, you know, taking a little puff of weed to take the edge off of, of stress and stuff like that. It's, it's not harmful, not going to kill you, you know. Uh, there's been lots of lots of science and, and stuff behind it, but then when you have someone blowing an entire check on a brick of weed, and they're doing this every other payday, or every payday, I've known people that have done it every payday, or you know, beer or stuff like that. You know, like beer every once in a while is is no big deal, but when you're like dumping a third of your paycheck into it, you know, there's just just no. There's, there's no coming back from that financially a lot of the damn times. And all of us, me included, has probably lost small fortunes to vices. Shoot, small fortunes in many, for a lot of people, I would say is being generous. <clears throat> but the ego, when it gets in there and it starts justifying that stuff, it always, you know, it always, it always tries to identify as the higher self. You know, you need this. This is, this this is you taking care of yourself. You got to take care of yourself. You know, let's do another line. We're good. <laughs> it's 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 funny. And see, the thing about it is, is that it gets even crazier than that because that ego can it can bleed into other stuff. Religion, you know, all the pleasures, food, sex, power, uh, uh, you know, literature, you know, art, anything. I mean, it could bleed into that stuff to where the motivations for why you're doing those things have nothing to do with the bettering of you. 
you know, it's the it's when you're when someone has to do something to one up somebody else. You know, you look at a boxer who's done you know years of of training, probably since he was a kid, to being a boxer and being good at being a boxer. And there's a lot of great great boxers that started from nothing and became you know icons of the boxing world or, or, or martial arts or, or, or tennis or painting or, or stuff like that and then you and the ego you sit there and you watch that and it's like I can do that there's, there's, there's nothing to that I can do that you know the, the funny thing about the question of, of how do I become better that question when you, when you ask that question is precisely the reason why you aren't and in that little conundrum right there is where you see how relationships fall apart because you rarely see anyone approach the the topic of relationships and tell someone to be themselves you, you like like you might have heard that back in the day when your when your homegirl was telling you you know when you were telling your homegirl about this girl that you were into and or your sister or whatever and you know she told you you oh, know just be yourself you know and, and even in that you're like okay you're lying right you don't really want me to be myself and it's that that disbelief of you being yourself which is it, which is the same thing as this is like I, like I just said about um about you wanting to be better is precisely the reason why you aren't because all of the answers that you need reside in the higher self they just do because they that's the part of you that has learned it's the watcher it's the you that's watching you do you shit day in and day out it knows when you're lying it knows when you're full of shit it knows when you're not you know it knows that you would even say uh it's the integration of the shadow the shadow resides within the higher self if you you know believe in the the Jungian theory of uh, of the shadow of the the darker side of you, the side of you that's capable of murder and and atrocities and and horror and and violence, that part of you is also kind of you know buddy buddy inside the the higher self. It's a part of it. It's connected to your soul. You know it's 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 in the mix of you know the the part of you that defends itself. You know all of that stuff is associated with the higher self with with self-awareness with uh, self-discovery you know with doing the right thing uh, you know and in, in, in obeying the conscience uh, all of that is 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 in that same realm of self-awareness ultimately and when you lack self-awareness the ego takes over every time every single time you know the our I used to say it myself and I would always catch people it's like like something told me not to do that that's the higher self uh, the higher self told you not to do it and the ego basically the ego and the lower self uh, dirty macked you into doing it <laughs> it's basically what happens and it happens all the damn time that's the reason why you'll hear like you know martial arts people and, and people in the military and and, uh, and law enforcement will say uh, you know trust your first instinct because your first instinct is is connected to the higher self it's connected to the realist part of you and you can call bullshit on what i'm saying all you want to but i guarantee you if you really paid attention to your behaviors and why you do the things you do on a regular basis 
I promise you, you will see what I'm talking about. I, I, when I first started doing it, when I first really started paying attention to the motivations of why I would say the things I would say, or why I would, you know, date the women that I dated, or why I would do the things that I did, you know, <clears throat> that I thought were okay and were, were helpful to me, coming to find out that they were self-destructive, I'll give you a perfect example, like telling people on the first date all the things wrong with me. I used to think, <laughs> like a jackass, I used to think that I was doing something noble, that I was, that I was, you know, uh, giving them an easy out and telling them up front, I was being honest and, and all that, you know, to, to tell them all the things that were wrong with me, the, you know, the, the, the divorces, this and that, you know, and that they would know these things. And really what I was doing was I was, <clears throat> it sounds dumb, but people do it. You know, I was, I was indulging in my ego because my ego wanted so desperately for this person to know these things and feel sorry for me. And that way I would get a relationship out of pity. Now, of course, at the time when I was saying those things and doing those things, I didn't immediately realize or think, I want this person to feel sorry for me. I want this person to have some pity on me and maybe I'll get a relationship out of it. I wasn't thinking that exactly, but that was what I was indulging in because that was the reason why I said those things. That's the reason why anyone says those things. When you, they start uh, uh, a, uh, and, you've, and you'd probably see us a lot or you've seen it before everyone's at least seen this once where you know you meet someone and just within the first couple of minutes of knowing them they're just unpacking all of this baggage and you would say that that, that that's a form of self-harm but really a lot of it is indulging the ego because the ego wants you to feel sorry for them because the ego is associated with the lower self like besties and wants you to basically self-mutilate yourself <clears throat> and uh, self-mutilate yourself in a way that brings a sense of relief because you're able to say these things to this person and you have it in your head that you know that's the reason why the stories are usually dark and sad and it's usually people who've been through intense, intense trauma and stuff like that or in their past or or, or caught up in repetitive cycles of trauma <clears throat> usually do this is for the sympathy factor and the sympathy when they do get it that shot of dopamine goes in there they feel good they get their pats on the back they get the the oh honey it's okay or i don't think you're that bad of a person or i don't think you and then boom the ego's like yes vindicated got him I feel good about myself now. See, see, that wasn't so bad. Whereas the higher self would have told you, hey, um, don't don't burden this person with all this, you know, like let's just go to the freaking fairgrounds and have a good time, you know, and take this person out for a good time. <clears throat> the ego, when you indulge in it, I mean, it destroys so many relationships because the ego is gonna be the one to tell you, hey, you know, I've tried, I've tried getting this man to do right by me, which, you know, you really have to, you really have to nail down what doing right by me means, because if he's going to work and he's handling business and coming home and taking care of the kids and taking care of you and taking care of this and listening to you and reciprocating with you and helping you solve problems, y'all deal with things together and 
you're saying that he's not doing right by you because he won't buy you this when he wants you when, when you want it or he won't or he's not of the right you know uh financial elevation for the lifestyle that you want to live and stuff like that. that's ego shit you know if if he's not indulging your every whim and and you know catering to your every meltdown you know because you hear that a lot like he's he doesn't listen to me he's not there he's just not there he's like you know this that's 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 indulging of the ego that's not anything dumb and see the older generations the reason why those guys are still together after 30 years after 40 years you know 15 and 17 and all that you know years relationships that last that long they've had many a fight many a fight but quitting was not the option because quitting was the easy thing to do Quitting the relationship was was probably the easiest thing they they could have thought of in, in the moment, but they decided collectively between the two of them, not just thinking about themselves, which is what the ego would have loved for them to do on either side. This is a form of self-sacrifice. Something else that the higher self, the only the higher self, uh, uh, is, is capable of, which is also rooted in self-awareness. Because you know that you're committing self-sacrifice when you do it. You know you're going against yourself every damn time you do it. And it takes a bit of self-awareness to even acknowledge it openly or even subconsciously. <clears throat> so, you know, they, they, they put all of that to the side. They put themselves to the side. They, they put the, the future of their children, the legacy, you know, uh, ahead of all of that selfish shit. All of it. For the furthering of the relationship, to mending the bond, to keeping the ship afloat. Ego ain't in none of that. It shouldn't be. And thank God for that. Because if, if, you're, if you're keeping your relationship together just because of ego, just because you don't, you don't want to be perceived as a bad person because you can't maintain a relationship, you know, or, or you don't want, or you're worried about what people think about your relationship or, or about, you know, this, those, those are the people I, I used to make a running joke about this. It's like, you know, all, all them, all, everybody starts to hooking up around August. And then just before about around, you know, Valentine's Day, people start to breaking up. That's because those are the people that got together for ego. They wanted, they wanted the, the badass Instagram pic. They wanted the, the, you know, the sweet profile of I got a man through Christmas type shit and the Christmas photos and the Thanksgiving photos and not showing up to Thanksgiving alone. All that's ego. Every single fucking bit of it is ego. You can't say that it's not. And so when you indulge in ego, you get what you, you get what you get. You get nothing because the ego is all about nothing. It's all about you getting more stuff. It's all about, it's, it's all about you doing more shit for you. And that's the reason why these relationships, these friendships, these, these you know, business agreements and kind of all this stuff doesn't work out for long term is because the context and the motivation of the people who, who wanted it was all rooted in ego. It was all rooted in what can I get out of this that's for me. I want to do this for me. I need this for me. And when you're me, 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 you end up with a whole lot of nothing. But see, on the flip side, the flip side is that when you when you make a when you take a risk and invest in community. See the thing about the thing about the ego is that the ego doesn't give two shits about investments. The only thing the ego wants to invest in is itself. 
And you see that with people on a regular basis. You know, people spending shit tons of money on freaking shoes, you know, when or, 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 or cars or whatever, when their family and the kids and, you know, the legacy, which is the future children, themselves, the household, needs stuff. And they're too busy worrying about the here and now. And I got to put this fancy thing in here and this fancy thing over here and this fancy thing in the house. I'm guilty of it. Everybody's guilty of it. It's just a realization that I come to that I love is that when you take things as they are, when you become content with where you are and content with things, you know, you, you, you have a lot less problems. See, there's, there's a funny thing about more money, more problems is rooted in the, is rooted in the understanding that when people get more money, they usually create more problems for themselves. You know, the, the, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, as they say. You know, that's the reason why most people, when they elevate their status, <clears throat> get a promotion, go from, you know, regular employee to partner, or when they when they jump up the, these hierarchies, a lot of times their they're spending increases. Like nine times out of ten, their spending increases. It's the reason why the statistics are pretty clear that the, that the average American doesn't have a thousand dollars that they can pull out of their bank account at any given point and forget the damn recession even before that. It's been like that for a long time now. I was they were saying that back in like 2010. You know, they were saying that back in 2004. <laughs> You know, and it was probably a lot less true in 2004 than it is now. But I mean, it's a hella true now. And it's a lot of indulgent spending, which is what the the mainstream media, these these conglomerates who send ads and ads and ads and ads on top of ads with everything that you're trying to watch, no matter what platform it is, unless you play for the for the premium you know package. Like I had with Hulu, which was really nice, I must say. You know, watching, you know, streaming a whole bunch of stuff and not having to worry about a single commercial, that was nice. You know, so, I mean, I, you get it. You know, they, they do these things to indulge the ego. That's why they, they spend billions of dollars in marketing to, to cater and market to your ego and tell you that, you know, you need this. It's like a source of life. <laughs> that you have to have it, you know, and, and they do that with food and every damn thing. And your ego is the one that's going to sit there and convince you, you know, that it that it that it that it's right. You know, like uh, like Alan Watts said in uh in the clips I'm gonna uh, that I'm gonna add in the description. You know, like uh, it's like the thieves. You know, the thieves they get in the house. You know, and the thieves you could associate. You know, there's two of them you could associate as the lower self and the and the ego. They get in the house, and then the cops bust through the door. You know, and just before the ego gets unmasked, he goes up a level. Goes, you know, goes upstairs, and he'll keep going up a level. He'll go all the way into the damn attic if he has to, because the thing about the ego is that it's going to constantly try to defend itself and not get unmasked and not get what it wants. And you see that in relationships, it become it can become very nerve wracking when you're you're trying to communicate communicate to a person to hey, we need to think about the whole family, not just you. You see this in relationships with with women in particular, uh, de dealing with the uh, the divorce rates, which are you know statistically initiated by women, and you see this when you when you if you you, know, you follow the the fathers' rights uh, movements of any sort for even a day, you'll hear countless stories about men saying, "Man, I was just trying to get her to think about us and the kids, and not just her and her damn feelings," because it's rooted in ego. 
can't argue with someone who's rooted in ego because the only pain that they see is their own. The only points of view they want to see is their own. And when you're in a relationship with someone or, or a friendship or partnership or what, whatsoever, where as soon as you bring up anything negative about them and they immediately get defensive and say that you are physically or verbally harming them, the, the conversation's done, Dunsky. You might as well just, you know, call it a wrap because it's going to be an issue from then on out. And until that person shows any sign of reciprocity, despite them feeling insulted or whatever they should feel, especially, you know, in, in the context of you knowing that what you're saying is right. Like, for example, you know, honey, um, you really don't need to buy another pack of cigarettes because we need bread. The kids need to be able to make sandwiches. You know, I mean, that's that's like some low end, low income problem type stuff that, you know, some people would, you know, you, you upper middle class people wouldn't know about. But I can make the same thing like, honey, we already have a working refrigerator. We do not need a brand new fucking Samsung refrigerator with the, the, the thing. And I know it makes the crumbled ice that you love. But but fuck that. The, the kids need stuff for school, you know, that type of stuff. If you can't have a conversation like that with your partner and they go, you're right. I don't know what I was thinking. I just thought that it would be nice to get, but you're right. We don't need that right now. If you can have that, then you have hope of a very, very long relationship. Because if y'all can do that with that, you should be able to do that with everything to where you're coming together. You're, you're, you're trying to create best practices, not just for yourself, but for the legacy of your family, meaning long-term, your kids, kids, all of that. Now, when you start thinking like that, boy, that because I'm thinking about that now and I'm way late in the game. But I mean, I didn't have anybody teaching me these things. And these are things that I've learned from other really smart men and other great men that uh, that I, I just feel like paying it forward because it's, it's, it's changed my life and how I view life, you know, which is the context and why I'm doing this. But I mean. Even with just even with just personalities and stuff like that, you know, uh, I almost said something kind of funny in the in the last clip that I that I, that I added to you about gurus. You know, he he, he said it's challenging these guys guys' ideas is 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 interesting because you know when you think of like gurus or pastors or other motivational speakers, these guys usually all hate each other. You know, comedians. You know, very few of them that don't. Yeah, you know, but most of these guys, they all they all hate each other. You bring up a, a guru or, or or a great thinker, and 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 you know, compare him to another one, or say, well, what do you think about this guy? He'll immediately start tearing that guy down. And Alan Watts said something that was kind of funny. He said, you know, he said, well, I mean, you know, I'm I'm if I was a guru, I would say I'm I'm a guru that doesn't tear other gurus down. And he says, see, I, see, I've outwitted all of them. You know, you do, and they do that with religion too. You know, every religion is like, you know, I'm better. I'm, I'm this. Uh, this religion is better because this is the true way. This religion is better because this is the true way. And it's like, you know, they're they're all inspired by the divine, in some way, shape, or form. They, that's the reason why a lot of them they have the same core understandings about civility and and the the intrinsic value of life. You know, they're they're all they're all forms of the divine. You know, and and to to argue over which one is the proper or the right way is your opinion. You know, you really can't get away from that. I mean, you can you can try, but it's 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 a hard it's a it's a it's a hard thing to sell because it's just going to come down to you being the point of authority, and the ego is always going to tell you that you are the utmost authority on all things. 
that it wants you to be the authority on which is you know how you get to the to the situation of of uh asking the question of how do i become less selfish and and it would you know argue that the same thing is you know how how do i become less selfish is the same argument for you know um, how do i def- how do i get divine grace it's the same question you know asking yourself how how do i how do i stop trying to to one up everyone in conversations how do i stop trying to make sure that everyone looks at me when when i'm in a group the interesting thing is is if you do the opposite of that it usually gets you attention uh, i'll tell you a little, little funny story because this is just how people work it's it's interesting try it sometime i used to i used to 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 go to karaoke bars it was really 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 fun love doing it because I loved singing and I loved singing so much that it, it didn't really care where I did it. So when I found out about karaoke bars, even though I had no idea about the bar scene because I was, I was a pastor's kid, I was very sheltered as a kid. And so I didn't really know a whole lot about bars. I just knew that there was a place where you could get some booze and shoot some pool, you know, and, and I knew it was, I knew it was a lot more to it than just a pool hall, which is, you know, what I innocently went to as a young kid. There was a pool hall down the, down the road from our house called uh, Rocky J's, which was, you know, for teenagers. And I used to go there all the damn time. It was in San Antonio. Great place. I hope it's still there. I hope it survived COVID. I don't see how it wouldn't because everybody and their mom went there. But <clears throat> when I was a kid, I used to always try to like bust in the Rocky J's, you know, show up looking fly and stuff like that. And it would just get me nothing but ignored. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's teenagers and kids. And I tried it, you know, my early years of going to the bar and the same thing happened. Just got me ignored. Tried it at the club, showing up, trying to look fly, stuff like that. Completely ignored. It wasn't until I got to my late 20s and I started showing up to the to the bar, to you know, to the karaoke bar, stuff like that. And I didn't give a single shit who was in there. And I walked in. I wanted to get my drink. I just wanted to do a couple of songs, you know, make myself feel a little better. You know, be, you know, belt some bangers. And I'm a good singer, pretty damn good singer. Come from a family of singers. You know, go out there, you know, hum a few bars, get a couple of, you know, rum and cokes in me and call it a night. That was just something I did for my depression for, for, for a while. And it was it was great. I had a good time. I didn't get too sloppy drunk. Got, you know, two rum and cokes in me, get up there, sing a couple of songs. And it was interesting to me because when I walked into the place and I was there for me, but I wasn't there to show off. You know, I would go in there. I would sing, a, you know, in my own business. I'm sitting at the bar. I'm chilling in my own business, not you know, paying attention to nobody. And people would come up to me and ask me who I was. And it didn't matter where I was. It didn't matter if I was in Arkansas or San Antonio or where or anywhere in Texas. It didn't matter. I showed up to the bar. Some of the patrons and people there, you know, didn't know me or whatever, or even just a group of just teenagers. I mean, not teenagers, but you know, young adults hanging out, and they would come up to me and ask me, you know, hey, what are you doing? You know. You want to come over here and drink with us? You're here by yourself? I'm like, yeah, I'm just here to you know, do some things. And I would get invited to hang out with people. And this has happened consistently over the years, every damn time I've gone to the bar. Because I'm not there to show off. I'm not there to, to, hey, look at me and my ego. I'm just there to go here, sing a few songs, take a couple of shots, and go home. And it always blew me away that the people would come up to me and talk to me anyway, even though I looked like I didn't want to be bothered. Because that's 
that's the difference between doing things with ego. And you can be like this in all aspects of your life where people just want to come up to you. But <clears throat> what I would like to finish with, just to kind of tie all this together, is the motivations and context behind why people do and say the things that they do and say is far more important than we give credit. And it can really alter your view on the information given to you because of why it has been given to you. That's the reason why I always like to ask myself whenever I see, you know, an interesting, you know, whenever like a, a ad or a topic or something catches my eye, you know, I always have to ask myself, what is this person trying to convey to me? What is this person trying to get me to think? What is this person trying to get me to do? Because the ego, it operates along those lines whenever you're dealing with someone who is, um, drop something, when you're dealing with someone who's trying to push their ego off on you, you know, and trying to use, you know, it, it, when, their, when their ego is uh, attacking you, I would say. There's a better word for it. You can see this in everything. In fact, if you if you want to look at it from like a government standpoint, even in government, you know uh, the the Western world has been has been pushing democracy at gunpoint for pff, how long now, like forever and a day. It's it's what we do, you know. And we, I would say, I see this a lot. In, in America where we could give two shits about other cultures other than our own. I mean, we say that we do. We say that we do, especially now with the whole SJW thing. But if we really acted, but, but us really acting like we do is another thing entirely. Another thing entirely. I, I think my last podcast was about stereotypes. And uh, that's just one tiny example of how we don't give a damn about other cultures of our own in fact we'll make up our own ideas about other cultures and 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 other you know uh, groups of people just to just to validate our own uh, our own biases so i mean the, the, when you're talking about the ego man there's there's so much ground to cover it's ridiculous which is the reason why you know if you wanted to focus on anything or gain anything from 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 this podcast i would say uh self-awareness is key and a lot of things self-awareness is key you know because if, if you if you're not paying attention to where the hell you're going then where the hell are you going you know if you're not paying attention to who you are as a person as opposed to who you think you are or what you perceive you are i mean there's a reason why that that saying know thyself is so so important it's because it's important it's important to know yourself. It's important to know where you stand, your position in things, you know, where you are. You know, it's so important that if you do not have a position or a place in this world that you know you occupy, you'll end up, and it happens all the time, you'll end up a bit part in someone else's story, you know, and it might not be a part you want to play. 
you know and people who are very very good at manipulating uh, other people will justify their manipulations through the ego and the lower self all day long and and people like that on a, on a very very deep deep level can 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 dabble in all kinds of malevolent behaviors and and, uh, and, and clinically have been known to destroy many a life yeah. including their own so the, the reasons behind why people say and do the things that they do and the reasons behind why you say and do the things that you say and do is important. Monumentally important. And if you have a family, not even just for you, for your family, for your family's future, for your, you know, your, the, 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 the future family that your children create, and so on and so forth. You know, the, the answers start at home. The answers start with you. you know, getting in touch with your higher self and, and becoming self-aware and all that that entails, I would say is paramount. Especially if, uh, if you care for, for the sustainability of our society. Because right now things are looking hella unstable. And if you don't see that a lot of people are just dabbling in their ego to their heart's content then I, I I don't know I don't know what else to say to you I, I you you are truly blind and I don't mean that in a good way in fact I don't know how you can mean that in a good way I mean there's nothing good about being blind so uh, yeah that's where you are and if you're cool with that then pff, I have nothing further to say to you I don't feel sorry for you. In fact, if anything, you will reap what you sow. Because the, the beautiful thing about in, in, indulging in ego is that it never ends well. It just doesn't. That's the reason why, like I've said it before, and I'll keep saying it, a lot of you, a lot of us, are going to die alone. Especially these new generations coming out that statistically are so obtuse to connections, real connections of any sort. They want these superficial connections. These connections that only last for like four or five or six months. Indulging in ego. Yeah. The ego will get you doing things that only work for six or seven months. <laughs> if that. So, I mean, yeah. That's all I really have to say about this. Uh, keep an eye out for the ego. Start watching your behaviors and listening to all the voices inside your head because I promise you, you have them. Everyone does, and uh, you know. Ask yourself: Are, are these are, are these fear-based commands, or are these love-based commands? Are these you know are the things that I want myself to do and be uh, to my own detriment or to my own benefit, and not just to 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 my benefit, but to the benefits of future me? You know, ten year away me, twenty years away me, fifty years away me, my family, and all of that. You know, that's 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 higher self thinking when you're incorporating all of that into your plans, not just how you feel in the moment. Okay, that's all I got. You have a good one.